stayed at the hotel, um, woke up the following morning and all of the other girls um, came to the room to get ready, which was good. And then because it was in the heart of the city, I was able to get two makeup artists and two hairdressers so that we didn't have to get up too early. Um, it was a chilled out day. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today we are interviewing real bride Laura Johns and we're hearing all about her wedding in Perth. Um, welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. We're Thanks just, for having me. We were just talking about offline um, before we started chatting that you are really great friends with Billy, who we interviewed um, last week. Yes, so... Um, kind of coincidentally friends but we yeah both seem to have similar interests um, and both work in creative industries and Philly used to live in Perth and now she's relocated to Sydney so yeah it's quite a small world um, and we've definitely reconnected recently because we both got married recently. Yeah oh, beautiful. yeah beautiful and so Laura tell us a little bit about yourself so you're from Perth what do you do where are you from what, what what's your story? Yeah, so um, yeah, my name's Laura and I manage marketing, PR and events for a jeweller over here in Perth called Linnies, um, which is great. So I'm exposed to lots of beautiful bridal things all the time through my job. Um, and I live by the beach with my husband, Jack, and our miniature long-haired sausage dog, Clover. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cute. <laughs> and we might kick off with, how did you meet your partner? Um, so Jack and I actually met at School Leavers um, about 11 years ago, which is pretty crazy. School, is that like, is that Schoolies? Schoolies, yeah. Schoolies yes. like, yeah, yeah, okay, right, yeah. Yeah, so we met at Schoolies, <laughs> um, which here in WA, it's over on Rottnest Island, yeah, um, which wild. is a beautiful beautiful location so um we had a lot of mutual friends before we officially met at schoolies um but we met properly at schoolies and then started dating shortly after that oh nice so you guys have been together how long um i think it's about 11 years now um yeah so very 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 long time So, so if you've been together 11 years how long did it take for him to propose Oh, like 10. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a relatively short engagement. It's not like you had a five-year engagement or anything like that. No, no. So we had, so we were engaged for just over a year. Um, and yeah, dating for about nine or 10 before that. So it's been a very long process. Did, um, <laughs> did you both cop, cop a little bit of shit from each other's families and friends? When is he going to pop yes. the question? Blah, blah, you know. We yeah we did and especially um with the nature of my job as well working in the jewelry industry I Mm. would even cop it at work as well yeah so a lot of people here at work would ask when you know when's he going to propose when's he going to cop you know drop drop a knee and ask the question um so yeah it's safe to say that he was getting you know suggestions left right and center (gasps) poor bugger and it's hard because the more people push guys the less that they give 
So it's Correct. almost they're like doing a disservice wanting you to get married because the more they push him, well, that was with my partner. It was, we were together eight years before he proposed. And oh, wow. Yeah. And before like everybody in those last sort of three or four years, they kind of gave up in the end, but I think they gave up mm. because he was just like, nope, the more you push me, the less I'm going to do it. So you just keep going and it would just turn into a 15 year <laughs> courtship. Exactly. About it. And the funny thing is I, um, yeah, I never really pushed Jack at all, but one night we were watching Married at First Sight and we were in the living room and I was like, ah, oh, at this rate, I might end up on that TV show. And he just <laughs> burst out laughing and like got on, got down on one knee as a joke and wanted to pretend to propose. And um, the funny thing is he actually had a diamond ready to go that I didn't know about. So <gasps> the, the first time I gave him, the first time I gave him a bit of, um, you know, a bit of crap for not proposing. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he had a diamond ready to go. So yeah. Oh, and so, and so how, so he proposed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, How did you yeah, do so it? He so he proposed when we were on a holiday in Tasmania. Um, and he beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, underrated honestly, Tassie. When these borders open and you know everything goes back to normal, I highly recommend going to Tasmania. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, he first of all made me climb a mountain, um, and then proposed at the top of the mountain with a loose diamond in a box. Um, and then when we got back to Perth, we worked on the jewelry, uh, sorry, on the design together, um, which was Aww. exciting. But shortly after he proposed, I was in so much shock, I actually slipped and fell down the mountain. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. But luckily, luckily we didn't lose the diamond. <laughs> Did you hurt yourself? Was it a big um, fall? Yes, yeah, so I scratched. I scratched my whole like neck here. Oh my and gosh! My chin, my chin was bleeding, but um, it was all good. Fixed it up, and yeah, get, we came back to Perth. Did you get your photos Perth. before or after? <laughs> um, before, before, after, and during. So we've got photos even of the blood on my chin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So an event, an eventful proposal. We, it was, it and was. you were super surprised. So he was still, after all this time too, he was still able to surprise you, which is really cool. Yes. I think, yeah, I think, you know, every year and every holiday that goes on, you, you think it happens and then it doesn't happen. So, yeah. yeah, I just didn't didn't think Tasmania would be the place. But, um, yeah, it was really exciting and really nice that he proposed with the loose stone um, and that we could come back here um, to Perth and work on the design together um, yeah. with the team at Linney's, which was great. Which is amazing. Yeah, especially because that's, that's the industry you're in and so it'd be super special for you able to be working like with the people that you work with on a day-to-day -day basis to create something so special. Exactly. Yeah, it was great. And so Jack, you said his name was? Yes. That's yeah. Correct. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> did you and Jack, because Tazzy had such a, um, like a special meaning for you guys, it is really, really mm -hmm. beautiful. Did you consider getting married in Tazzy or are you always going to get married back home? Well, we had actually planned to get married in Tasmania. Um, we really wanted to get married at Mona. Yeah. In desperate, Hobart. Desperate to get there. Um, yeah. And it's incredible. So anyway, we actually uh, paid a deposit there oh, wow. and had this big hundred people wedding booked 
at Mona um, and it just happened to be booked in the same week that COVID hit Australia. So we made a couple of calls and just said, look, like this pandemic has hit Australia. Yeah. Is there anything that we can do? Yeah. Um, and, and Mona was, um, you know, kind enough to refund our deposit. Okay. Um, Amazing. So then we could slowly start thinking about what we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and it was only really when we realised that COVID was hanging around for a while that we then decided to do a smaller wedding in Perth um, yep. rather than trying to do a bigger wedding interstate. Yeah. And that's incredible that they were in a position to be able to give your deposit back to because that's mm. a really, that doesn't, that isn't or hasn't happened for a lot of couples for multiple since. different reasons since yeah especially mm. like the further on it got the harder it became for people to just miraculously come up with all this deposit money from two years ago bookings so it's exactly a blessing in disguise that it kind of happened right at the start of it for you guys but also yes. a really hard thing to then shift your focus on what was going to be to what is now going to have to be I would imagine. Correct. And, yeah. And there was a, a period of time there where we felt lucky that we got the deposit back at Mona, but yeah. at the same time, you're back to square one because we yeah. didn't really know what we wanted to do. No. Um, so we, we just kind of sat tight, um, hung out in Perth like everybody else, you know, couldn't, couldn't really do too much. Yeah. And then um, we pretty much turned our new wedding plans around in about four months um, when we decided to just do a smaller wedding here in Perth um, followed by like a bigger party later on when COVID clears up. Yeah yeah and so how many people did you have at your day in Perth? Um, so 24 including Jack oh, and I. Oh beautiful. So it was how, very... did, how did you pick? How did you pick that? So out? we did um, immediate family bridal party and their partners yeah so kept it very very intimate and to be honest we always really wanted a small wedding anyway um, and we did a big engagement party so it you know we were really really happy with the plans in the end um, and there's not much you can do in this current climate no. so no, yeah there's so not there's nothing you can do and and I think with everything that's going on for couples that are getting married in this climate, you, you really actually do need to do what you can for yourself because so much mm. of your choices taken out of it for you. You've got so little choices that can be made. What you do have, like guest size and colours and wear and stuff like that, you've really got to be able to do it for you guys and what kind of suits you and your situation the best. So where did you exactly. where did you decide to get married? Um, so we decided to get married at a restaurant called Wildflower in Perth, yes. um, which is a beautiful fine dining restaurant. So we actually got married on their rooftop terrace um, and then we moved mm. through to the private dining room for a degustation dinner. Um, yeah. So it was all in the one venue. We didn't yeah. have to get, you know, transport or anything. Um, and yeah, it was just beautiful and stress-free, which was great. Yeah, that's so good. And having it at the one space really allows you to actually relax as two. You're, you're not worrying about running off to different areas, um, timing. You can kind of just go with the flow a little bit and you've only got 24 people. And so, you know, yeah. you kind so of not, able you know, to... 
be flexible and yeah, yeah there's not not too much that can you know go wrong in that smaller sort of setting which is no good. no not at all so <laughs> when you got engaged so you, you said before, was there about a year between getting engaged and getting married yeah okay? and that's putting into this works the going to Mona, not going to Mona as well. So how long between choosing your space in, in Perth at Wallflower and getting married was it? Short. Um, so yeah, pretty short to be honest. Um, yeah. I think it was about four months in the end. Okay. Um, so we, yeah, we just knew that it was a beautiful venue. Um, yeah. They've got everything, you know, basically under the one roof. Yeah. So you don't really need, you don't need that much time to plan a wedding when it's at a venue yeah. um, because there's less vendors, less suppliers, less moving parts um, yeah. and much, much more easy to organise. Yeah, exactly. So did you, choosing your vendors, did you have your venue give you recommendations and you just chose through there or were you particular about your vendors that you used i mean your photographer was incredible that's so talented um but to try and get them in such a short time frame and have their availability Mm. is like it's obviously it was meant to be because it was really lucky to get her in four four months yeah so i think um well part of my job is to plan events so that definitely helped because i had a good idea of suppliers in perth that i would want to work with or that i had worked with before Mm. um and my husband jack's very flexible he'll just you know do what i say and he's happy to (laughs) go with the flow he's a budgeting budgeting (laughs) spreadsheet person um so yeah, most of the vendors I'd worked with before. Um, you mentioned our photographer, Neil mm. Cable, and she was incredible. Um, so her such attention, an amazing photographer. Yeah, yeah, and she she goes above and beyond as well. Like her attention to detail is incredible, and mm. I I just liked the mix of her work where it's editorial, but she's also capturing those traditional moments. Yeah. Um, yeah which is, yeah, which was really good. Um, and then, yeah, apart from that, um, we used a florist called Poppies, yep. um, which is also here locally in Perth. Um, and they were just really professional. They've been in the business for many, many years. So um, they were also a no-brainer for us. Yeah. Um, when it came to, you know, wedding rings and everything, um, that was quite straightforward because we, organize them through the designers here at Linney's, which was great. Um, and then, yeah, the venue wildflowers within a hotel. So even okay. with, you know, on the night accommodation and stuff, we stayed yeah. there. So beautiful. It was all, yeah, it was all pretty straightforward. Inclusive, nice and straightforward. Yeah. And did you work with the venue and your florist to be able to create your aesthetic? Or did you have an idea in mind that didn't matter where you kind of went, you wanted your wedding to look a certain way? Um, a little bit of both, to be honest. So yeah, yeah the aesthetic at Mona would have been similar Mm. but then again our color palette was all pretty like white and neutral so you could basically implement that anywhere um but i definitely drew on the fact that wildflowers got black tables and um beautiful wallpaper so Mm. just incorporated all of those elements into the styling as well rather than trying um, to decadent Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is beautiful. It's a good word. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was so decadent. Okay. So you kind of utilized the venue and you found your suppliers 
pretty well. And that does help. Like you mentioned before, being within mm. the event space anyway, and then, you know, you're in marketing, in PR, in the event space, you've got your hand kind of on the pulse with most things that allows yeah. you to be able to plan your wedding pretty calmly and know exactly what you want and where you should be sitting and you mentioned before Jack was the budget guy how did you go yes. with your budget did you stay on the straight and narrow or was it kind of just like you know what we've only got 24 people let's just go wild yeah well we yeah we pretty much stuck to it because there was only 24 people so okay yeah um, and also most of the money we spent could be on you know aesthetic type stuff rather than structural stuff because it was at wildflower so yeah. um we didn't need to spend money on a marquee or toilets or lighting or anything like that yeah um so you know what you budgeted really was what you spent because you could physically see the flowers and the menus and the cake and all those sorts of things so yeah, yeah we did we did stick to it stick to it which was great <laughs> and then so at like your dress talking about suppliers tell us about the process with your dress because again we've had quite a few brides on that have all had really different statement mm. sleeves but there's yes. a beautiful big trend that's coming through over the last sort of 12 to 18 months of just like a real focus on sleeve cape back detailing so tell us a little bit about your dress mm. and how you went finding it because it's, it was incredible Thank you. Um, yeah, so basically, and originally I'd planned on going over to Sydney or Melbourne to try on dresses, but mm. that was impacted by COVID too. Yeah. So um, COVID. I started, I know, COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I kind of just started looking online and I hadn't had my eye on um, Danielle Frankel for ages. Yeah. And being based in New York, um, yeah, I just wasn't sure exactly what the process was and all that sort of stuff. So um, the great thing about her dresses is she, yeah, can post them to you. So you basically yeah. buy them online. Um, and then there's a guarantee that if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't fit or anything, you can send it back. Yeah, um, incredible. So I, yeah, so I just ordered um, straight from the designer um, and then it arrived in Perth and I loved it and then got it altered here locally, which was, um, yeah, really good because I could get it sort of custom fit to my measurements. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, with the style, I don't know, I just, I wasn't a traditional wedding dress type person. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to get something completely custom made because I also had no idea what I wanted. So mm -hmm. coming across her designs, um, yeah, it was just a no-brainer. I yeah. Yeah, loved, loved her uniqueness and creativity. Yeah, because it almost looked as if you had like um, silk strapping that tied well, detail tied on your back that was open and then these beautiful, yeah. was it a crepe silk on your sleeve that was like yes. sheer but and billowy but really structured because the way it was stitched, it was like stitched on your wrists and, yeah, it, it just, yeah. yeah. And how did that all fit when you got it? Was that all pretty, did you have to yeah, do much <laughs> alterations to it? Many alterations? Not. Yeah, not really, which was quite lucky. So I just got um, a few darts put in around the waist um, yeah. and at the back. Um, 
But apart from that, yeah, I was lucky. And I think as well, the fact that she, I was communicating with her over Instagram and yeah. um, she said, you know, if it doesn't work, happy to take it back and give you a full refund. So I had that, um, you know, peace of mind that if it didn't work, it would be okay. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, like people, if you can't shop, you know, in store or go into state or wherever you want to go for a dress, Mm. you've got to buy online so mm. the landscape's definitely changed a lot with dress yeah. shopping that's for sure yeah it it has hasn't it well it's had to it's had to change with with what we're all kind of going through at the moment hasn't it so yeah. it arrived you didn't have to do much to it which was really amazing um and then so tell us a little bit about your wedding day it was it was at the one space like you mentioned before so you, did you stay there the night before with everybody or um, run us through your day? Yeah, so basically um, we had a room booked from the night before. So yeah. my sister and I, um, she was the maid of honour, we stayed the night before. And that day I basically said to anybody that wanted to come over for a drink um, to pop into the hotel room and we had some like nibbles and drinks and stuff. Yeah. Um, just because we were having a smaller wedding. So it was kind of a nice way to get other family friends or anybody else um, yeah. involved. Um, and then, yeah, stayed at the hotel, um, woke up the following morning and all of the other girls um, came to the room to get ready, um, yeah. which is good. And then because it was in the heart of the city, I was able to yeah. get two makeup artists and two hairdressers so that Amazing. we didn't have to get up. Too yep. early. Um, oh, that's chilled, so great. Chilled out day. That's um, the worst thing. It's know, like who draws the short straw of getting their makeup done first in the morning. <laughs> correct. Yeah. So I think we only started about 10 or 11. Like it was pretty oh, beautiful. Pretty relaxed. Um, so that was good. And then um, same thing during the day, getting ready. I said anyone was welcome to come. So, um, you know, my sister-in-laws came past, more family friends popped past. It was sort of like the more the merrier during the day. Um, mm. And then the ceremony was upstairs um, starting at four o'clock. So dad just met me in the room and we walked upstairs, um, got married there. And then all of our photos we took around the building of the um, treasury building, which was good. And then we sat down at six for dinner in the private dining room and then stayed that night at the hotel as well. Lovely. Amazing. Oh, yeah yeah that sounded that would have just been so nice after sort of the tumultuous journey to get there and in such a short amount yeah. of time like even just a one-year engagement short but keeping in mind that you've done a one-year cut it to four months before you know you really mm. started again and got married like it sounds like it was actually smooth yeah and it was yeah. it was just yeah I think because there was less people there's less things to worry about so yeah um what yeah um, what do you think kind of made because I'm ha planning on having a really small wedding next January yeah oh nice did you have <laughs> I know I'm really excited actually did you yeah. have any like Laura mentioned to me that um when planning it'd be a really great idea to have like a cocktail hour at speeches and were there any like amazing little extras that you could do that you couldn't probably have done because of expense wise with a big wedding yeah, um, I would say definitely the food and wine. So we were able to spend a lot yeah. more on the quality of food and the quality of wine because of that. Yeah. Um, 
And then even just when it came to things like, you know, table settings, we were able to have like grouped, um, you know, arrangements of flowers and like the most premium paper for the menus and yep. just those little, little details. Yeah. So you're not stretching yourself. Um, yeah. And also you get to speak to everybody. Like we would have had quality conversations with every single person at the wedding yeah, yeah. Um, that you don't get to have it at bigger events. So what, yeah. how are your yeah. guests receiving it too? Were they like, this is amazing. Like more people should kind of do their weddings this way. Yeah. Like, well, do they have a really good time? Obviously. They did, yeah. yeah. Well, actually another thing is we didn't have any dancing or anything because it was just a dinner. So, um, which is funny because Jack and I are quite like we're party people and then we yeah. didn't have any dancing at our wedding, but we're going to save that for the party thing. Save that, we're that have. for the party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Um, We've got like an acoustic singer that then turns into a DJ. And um, ah, I said to okay. my partner, like, should we have just him playing acoustics the whole wedding? Like, there's only 30 of us. Or should we just, like, yeah. have a bit of a part? Because we've got, like, the whole venue. Have him then turn into wow. a DJ. Like, how lit are we going to get? Like, did everyone get <laughs> yeah. drunk? Or That's so funny. Or pretty tame because it was such a, like, it was a small wedding, intimate wedding. Do you know what? People, people did definitely drink, like, as much as they would at a big mm. wedding. Mm. Um, and then at... I think it ended at 11.30. So it still went on till like, you know, pretty late yeah. for a standard yeah. wedding. So yeah. if, you've, if you've got the ability to have a DJ at your venue, I definitely recommend it. Mm. Um, yeah, no, where our, could it be a bit pathetic, like with my 30 guests and then the DJ like kicks off and we're all just like, so. <laughs> no, no, no. no he'll Who's going to hit room? the dance floor first? <laughs> I always say um, you can't pay for a vibe and those 30 people will bring a vibe yeah, that yeah, 150 people won't bring. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think get the DJ and the dance floor will be incredible. Yep, same, mm. same. And so, Laura, your um, the whole process, did you, because there was a short time frame, you kind of, mm. there's a benefit because you don't have long to decide, you don't have many options. So the hard choices are taken out, but was there anything on the flip side of that while you're planning a small wedding, um, in such a short amount of time that rattled you or was there any near disasters or anything that kind of made you go okay well I wish I had more time with that or uh this kind of sucked a little bit but it was what it was yeah well I think the hardest thing is actually deciding what you want and what style you want to go for so yeah. because I was engaged for over a year um I had plenty of time to think about that so yeah. the shorter period at the end was okay because you've already mentally made a lot of those prepared. decisions. Yeah. <laughs> prepared. Yeah. Um, and then in regards to disasters, well, the only thing was that a rose caught on fire um, oh, at, our, yeah. at the table. Yeah. But, oh, like, no. We, we quickly threw some, like, champagne <laughs> on it and it was fine. It was so oh, um, often that happens. You know I've what? been to a wedding where that, the invite, one of the girls was holding the yeah. invite over a candle and it lit during speeches yeah. and it literally like <laughs> went up in flames like this invite and we're all just like during speeches like shit, like there's black everywhere, <laughs> kind of out, you know. And it, it smells, like really that's often. the thing, like a burning anything smells. So it's got <laughs> this like, we had a wedding in Jan and the same thing happened. There was this beautiful like soft billowy bloom that just sat right on top of a candle and it looked <laughs> incredible but it just slowly 
burnt to the point where you're like, yeah, that oh smell. God. Oh my God, please don't burn down. <laughs> my worst nightmare. I would do something like that. I would be that gift. Wow. Oh, but that's it. Is that <laughs> it? A burning blue? That, yeah. That was, yeah, it was one, one rose and we threw a glass of champagne on it. Love and it, it was fine. And it was <laughs> fine. I love it. Um, uh, what would you do the same? And what would you do differently? Is there anything that you would do differently? Do you wish that you had the big wedding? Um, I guess the only thing we'd do differently would be, like, it would be great to have some of those key people there, um, especially because my family are Irish, so they all live in Dublin. Um, So it would have been nice to do a family reunion with them coming over to Australia and us having that sort of, you know, week or so together. Yeah. but then again, there's so many benefits of the format that we've had. And then we also hope that when this vaccine's rolled out, that we can get over to Dublin to celebrate with all of them. So, yeah, yeah I, there's nothing that I would do differently um, except for, you know, hoping that um, we could see them and celebrate with them. But one thing I would suggest to people is, um, you know, COVID is in the air at the moment. So plan accordingly. Don't, um, you know, plan hoping that things will be fine and it would all be good because, you know, it might not be. So what's your backup plan or how are you going to structure your wedding if a lockdown happens or something happens? So, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and now that you're married, what is the one piece of advice that you can kind of give, um, everybody that is listening to focus on what 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 planning a wedding what's your one piece of advice um well I know everybody says this but don't stress the small stuff because yeah at the end of the day it's one it really is one day yeah um and then enjoy the planning process so Jack and I we'd go out for like a gin and tonic and we'd talk about um you know the florist or the whatever which yeah was great rather than you know stressing over spreadsheets and things like that yeah Um, yeah. and then also book vendors that are experienced so book people that have been in business for many years and they know what they're doing and you're not going to get a phone call from them on the day because they can just manage manage the you know the challenges or whatever um and then the other thing I really like to do is actually invest in things that you'll treasure forever so I bought a little um, handbag for the day that's got, it's called Clover, which is the same name as our dog. Your dog. As, <laughs> yeah. So it's this little Paco Rabanne um, little like white bag. So anyway, something like that, you know, you can actually keep forever. Yeah. Um, we really wanted beautiful wedding rings because we know that you wear them every day and you keep them forever as well. Um, whereas other elements, you know, you have for the day and then they you might not see them ever again. So yeah, definitely think about those small financial things that you know, it is only one day at the end of the day. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Oh, well, Laura, yeah. thank you so much for joining us and congratulations. Thank you. And, and um, good luck for the upcoming wedding as well. Thank you. That's I'm going to steal some of your ideas. I was just flicking through, um, I'll your send you a run <laughs> Yes. Can you actually? Yes. That'd be a great idea. Please. Send <laughs> Run sheets are my jam. I'll send you oh, that run sheet. Send me your <laughs> send me your run sheet, please. I would love I that. Will. Um, I will. No, I was just flicking through your Instagram before while we we're chatting and having a look at the table setting and uh, the cake and 
everything looked amazing. I loved it. So we'll definitely link to that on the Instagram. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. All right, Laura, thanks, thanks for joining us. Have a good day. You too. Bye, babe. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.